adjusting our mics Long and getting time situated. Notes. So a lot has happened. Mari and I are pregnant <laughs> with each other's babies. Ew, no, we're not. Um, Natasha and I just got back from a little girls retreat in Palm Springs. It was so fun. Very COVID safe. Don't worry. Very safe. A lot of masks, a lot of social distancing. A lot of sanitizer. A lot. Natasha was like spraying us down every day. Yeah, I'm not trying to get sick. No. It's nothing to play with, guys. Nah. Um, I'm trying to kill old granny. Oh, Mari, so dark. So dark. I can't see you. Anyways, but we had a great time. And um, yeah, <laughs> it was so fun. We did that New York Times questionnaire, the 36 questions that um, like make you fall in love. But we did it with each other. Shocker. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. When we were leaving, Ryan was like, have fun with your other boyfriend. And I was like, she'll be safe. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a really cool questionnaire. I loved it. It brought up a lot, actually, because one of the questions was, if you could see yourself in a year, what would you tell yourself about how you're living now uh-huh. or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was... It really had, I really had to look at exactly what I'm not doing that I want to be doing because you can talk about this stuff all day long. Like, I want to be nice. I want to be a good person. I want to love myself. But, but if I'm you're a not, huge bitch. But, if, but I'm just the worst. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> but if you're not doing it on a daily basis, then you're talking the talk and not walking the walk. I think the question was, um, if you knew you were going to die in a year, what would you be doing differently right oh, now? Oh, yeah. Slash, why are you not doing it? So I think mine was just like, I just want to be more present and more accepting of the moment. Like we've talked about in other episodes, our brains are literally hardwired to look for negative. I always say negative. <laughs> for negative. <laughs> really situ- hit that. Tea. Yeah, hit the T for you guys. Uh, for negative situations, we have our brains have a negativity bias. It's just like a survival mechanism. So it takes conscious effort to actually enjoy good moments, which is a good segue into our topic for today, which is shame. shame. Welcome shame to- on you. Welcome to hell. Let us help. <laughs> uh, Wait, really quick, I do want to say, I think my answer was to love my body and love myself and why aren't I doing it? And I didn't have a good enough reason. Yeah, well, And that was like, it's really hard to love, for me, it's hard to love my physical being. But Mari and I were talking about like how we kind of attach our identities a little to our struggles and like sometimes... It's hard, but sometimes it's like you. Ha- it is hard, yes, but really, kind of the only way out is to just ch- decide to change. And sometimes, like we're just very caught up in our what we've been struggling in for our whole lives that we can't. We don't really think of the option of like, okay, yes, I feel this way, but I'm going to actively choose to do something against this feeling. And so start contrary to action, yeah. Feeling it and doing the opposite. Because we were talking about how people kind of sometimes just don't, they think they want to change, but they actually are so attached to their story. You know what I mean? I'm not going to call out the specifics person. Oh, shit. But like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you feel like you're just- I feel like I'm attached to my story. Oh my God, me too. Me too. Like I have these things 
this is what developed. This is why I am the way that I am. This is why I have an eating disorder. This is why I'm in therapy. This is mm-hmm. who I am. And what? Wh- who am I without that stuff? Honestly, just you looking at that from like a objective point of view is so such a big deal. Yeah, it's definitely I've come a long way from denying the fact that I had a problem with food and my body to just not well first not knowing right then knowing and then denying right and then getting mad if anyone talked to me about it and now coming to the conclusion that yeah I can talk about it freely it's one of my issues I have severe body dysmorphia and I'm working on it every day yeah and I have no shame and I think that does lead into our our amazing incredible topic today Mm -hmm. i would like to start with a quote that i found oh she didn't tell me about this i love a surprise quote got a little nugget for you hope and fear cannot occupy the same space invite one to stay Hmm. my angelo hope and fear cannot occupy the same space invite one to stay so with your eating disorder I don't have an eating disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, why would you say that? That's so mean. (laughs) Say you're sorry. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I I kind of assumed, I guess, (laughs) from previous conversations. Can you imagine if I just did that? It's called gaslighting, guys. (laughs) I do not, Natasha. Okay, so with my eating disorder. So as an example, the hope is to eventually feel 100% in love with your physical being right am I right yeah that's the goal the fear is that you will not like the way you look will not or do not well what's the what would you say that the fear is the fear is that I'll go my entire life Mm -hmm. with this same pattern of thought Mm. and I don't want to be 80 still hating my body. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I don't want to be a mom still hating my body. Yeah. Because you have kids, your body changes. My body is going to change. My body has changed so much in the last year. In the last five years, ten years, like, my body is continually changing. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of shame around that because I feel like, Maybe eating disorders, as presented in the media, are for pretty, like, affluent cisgender white women. And I feel like if I'm not, like, a white high school girl, then, like, why do I have an eating disorder at almost, you know, I'm, I'm 28? Oh, you feel like there's not good representation of mental mental illness in this space? In this category for of like people adults, like you? Oh, people adult. who look like me, mixed. That's interesting. Mixed girls. I think people who look like me, people who are um, in their later 20s. I know like Jamala Jamil yeah. is like a really, really excellent role model in this way. But I have a lot of shame around it. I feel embarrassed. Because feel, you feel like you should be over it. And, you know, I feel like I should be over it. And I also feel messy. I feel like my shit isn't together, even though, look, my shit is together, but I feel like it's not. And I said the other day to Ryan, I said, I want to push you away because 
I want to figure my stuff out and I don't want you to see the mess. I don't want you to see a breakdown of me crying in bed because I'm not this or because a post on Instagram triggered me. Like, I'm 28. Should that be happening? You know? Yes, it should. Yeah. There's I mean, no shame around there. Yeah, but there is a lot of shame. And he was so sweet. And he was like, when I went through a harder thing earlier this year, you didn't let me push you away. And you were there for me and I'll be there for you. And he That's was so really gentle and just let me feel it. Yeah. And didn't deny it. Was just very, like, present and, like, not like, you know, you have nothing to worry about or whatever. He was like, yeah, this is really real. He empathized. Yeah, he It's did. so annoying when you're opening up to someone about your problems and they're like, no. And you're like, yes. yes. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. Or if a friend is like, I'm so sorry. They, like pity you Ugh. and you're like get the fuck out of here with that yeah you have to be very careful who you open up to but the shame is like the little shame gremlins like it is i how many times have i told you like i don't know if i can hang out today because i'm just like not feeling like a lot of fun or that's all shame yeah and it's so interesting i think it's important to note that when we are in shame we do act in a way that can be mean or unhealthy or uh, I don't know, but it's the goal is I need to get you away from me, even though that's not what I want. My brain is so freaked out. It's like, get away because I don't want you to see, to figure me out, to figure out that I'm this messed up. And if you see the truth of what's actually going on, then you'll know how messed up I am. So when we're deep in shame, Sometimes you start to like lash out at the other person or you try to like take them down with you because you're like, well, if I, you know, maybe I have this thing, but you have that thing. Do you know what I mean? There's like all these defense mechanisms around it. And I, uh, I was reading a Brené Brown book and she said one way to deal with that is when you start getting like really in touch with your shame, though, takes years. It is a freaking onion. Like I'm still learning so much about my I'll talk about my stuff too. like. It shame is so much more complicated than we think it is, but getting through the layers and really understanding what your deepest core shame is helps you recognize when you're in a place of shame and like, oh, I thought I was acting right, but I actually, I think I'm acting terribly because I'm trying to, because I'm so ashamed of the truth of what's going on. So I'm trying to push people away. Or I'm just ashamed of ha- of myself right now yeah or th- my thoughts but then you act kind of like an asshole so that you, it doesn't f- get figured out yeah or t- or you know sassy or you snap or yeah. you're like you know what I'm just gonna go or you snap at your mom or yeah whatever happens like it, there's it it comes out yeah it's and like it's like <laughs> it's like squeezing it like, is like squeezing how okay you know yeah. do you remember like how gross this is, but I feel like there's like that toy that you squeeze and then like it has like like gooey things that pop out of it when you squeeze it. Yes, I'm familiar. I don't know if I'm making up this toy, but I swear you. It it's almost like right. it's like a yeah, almost like you squeeze it and like the eyes pop out or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like shame is like when you don't talk about your little gremlins that are eating you, it's gonna pop out in other ways. Totally. And then you have you're an asshole you're just a dick yeah and so what I was saying is you know it's hard to become aware of your shame when it's happening when you first start like looking at it but if you can notice it in the moment 
she was saying a good way to get out of it is, well, first figure out like your strategy. Like for me, I know when I'm deep in shame, it's best for me to be alone. I really just kind of need really? some alone time. Yeah. Like I'm like it, anything that anyone says to me right now, I'm going to be weird. I'm right. not going to take it well. And I just kind of need to calm down. Then I can come back to the situation and be like, hey, this is what was actually going on. And the fact that that's how I was actually feeling is very embarrassing for me. <laughs> But she says, so figure out your game plan. Mine is alone time. And also in the moment when you feel the shame come up and you feel yourself wanting to react out of that place, she says uh, her friend goes pain, 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 pain in her brain. You just think it and it's kind of a way to um, get out of like the amygdala survival brain and back into the like eh, frontal cortex. Yeah, that's good. It, very good, Natasha. I think that I passed. <laughs> very good. Um, and uh, and that way you can kind of like come back online a little instead of just being pure fight or flight. Right. And I know for me, I will like count to 10 or I'll pause. Yeah. I'll leave the room. I'll text a friend. I Texting mean, we'll, we'll get friend. into like our ways of, of our solution after. But um, I think that identifying it is really, really, really helpful. I mean, for me, like going through eating disorder recovery, having names for everything, like having a name for body dysmorphia is so it's so much easier to to identify with it and to tackle it than if I didn't know what it was called. I was like, why do I why do I feel like I look a certain way in pictures and everyone else is saying I look a different way? Why is the pain so excruciating and intense? And I'm like, oh, this is a this is a thing. All right, I'm not the only one. Then you can Google it, look up videos, DM us. Yep. It's kind of like uh, how we were saying codependency. And, like, I didn't even realize that that's what was going on. And the second I had a word for it, it was really easy for me to identify it and be like, oh, oh, no. And I think that, too, shame, I really want to say that everybody has shame and everyone thinks they're unique in their shame. Totally. Everyone thinks, oh, this is only happening to me. I'm the only one who feels embarrassed about my vagina. I'm the only one who feels embarrassed about my hips, my ass, my stomach, my nose, my eyebrows. I'm the only one who feels embarrassed that I'm single. That I, you know, like they, everyone thinks that it's only them. That you're alone. You're alone. And sorry, I love you little lettuce heads, but you're not unique in this. We all have issues. We all have our shit. And and that helps me. Like when I get deep in shame around my body and around that I'm not good enough and I will never be there and that I get into my little like pattern of thought um, of why couldn't I be this or that, I, I really do try to pause and say, you're not unique. You're not. 10,000 other people right now are probably feeling exactly what you're feeling. And a lot of millions of people have made it out of the woods. It's hard in the moment, really hard. But even if you can't do it in the moment, having the moments where you can pull away and say, oh, wow, like I made it out of the woods. I got through it and I'll be okay." It really helps you the next time. Makes it like maybe one or two percent a little bit easier. Yeah. 
I know Brené Brown was saying. Also, she's amazing. Yeah, you guys. She's like a she's a shame researcher. If you don't know who she is, oh, she has a speech on TED Talk on Netflix. She has a million books, and her research literally blows my mind. And I want to get into some of it, but she was saying like that if it is something that's coming up for you, based off of the literal research that she's done of thousands of people. She's like, I can see it's not just a guess. I have research and evidence that if you feel this way, it's a very common feeling across the population that there's not really one unique shame that she's noticed that like no one else has. There's just kind of like five common ones for women and five common ones for men. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And on that note, a definition by Brené Brown. Mm. Shall I? Okay, according to Brené Brown, a researcher at the University of Houston, shame is Mm. an intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Why you gotta do me like that? Damn, (laughs) Brené! You loved it. Look at her. She loves it. <laughs> so dirty to That's me. That's crazy. What did you say the other day? Shame is believing. Oh, okay. Oh, this Jesus. is. Okay. On her I've been horse. reading <laughs> a lot of books. <laughs> okay. So she says that the difference between shame and guilt, because sometimes we put the two in the same category. Guilt is I did something wrong. So, like, you stole something. I did something wrong, and I know that, and I feel bad about it. Shame. Not that bad. (laughs) Shame. My laugh just. (laughs) Shame is I am wrong. Say it again. Say it again for the cheap seats. Okay. Can you guys hear me? (laughs) Hello back there. Like, it's a podcast. (laughs) Um, Okay. Guilt is I did something wrong. Shame is I am wrong. So basically she was saying that in the context of we can uh, people can use guilt and we have used guilt to change behavior. Like, oh, yeah, my parents did that to me growing up. Yeah. And it's been proven effective, whether you agree with that way or not. Yes. But using shame to change behavior is also used a lot in our culture. Like, I know that's really obvious when you talk about, like, parents and moms and stuff like that. Like, wow, I can't believe she would really, like, let her kid do that. That's not guilt. That's shame. That's Like, you, she is wrong You are for wrong doing that. as a mom right now. And that doesn't change behavior. It actually, like, makes people feel more isolated and less likely to like reach out for help or like to whatever so guilt is a bad way i mean guilt is a good way of changing behavior shame is a bad way of changing behavior but basically like things that okay so i maybe an example for me yeah let's talk about your shame okay no oh <laughs> oh sorry sorry it means to bring it up sorry i know it's sensitive <laughs> um um okay so for me I know I'm not alone in this. I, yeah, you are. <laughs> I was like, wow, you are the only one. It's a you lot. Feel like yeah, that? that's a lot of shit. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> See, we're being we're being shame. Your voices of shame. Yeah, right those are your little shit voices. Yeah. Um uh 
my oh also before I say mine uh, the two voices that you hear in your head that are usually a clue that you're in shame is it goes e- on two ends of the spectrum. Either who the hell do you think you are or I don't have that one <laughs> or or um, oh, I forgot. Basically, like you go from like when you're when you're saying like, I'm doing a good job, that voice in yourself that's like, wow, really? Really? You're that stuck or up? like I suck. I suck. I or suck. just being like, God, I'm so is terrible. that the other voice? Yeah. Yeah. OK, so the first voice is who do you think you are? Like, you're not that good at this. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And then the second one is like, see, you suck. Yep. You're the worst. Yeah. That's the, what I get. Yeah. I get like, mm, you do suck. Yeah. That, you are right. Yep. Confirmation bias. See? Yeah. But so I, that was not a smooth transition on my part. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, we're going to have the gigs. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, But so for me, like I'm learning now, it's very common for, uh, and I'm speaking as a, like cisgendered woman I know we have a lot of listeners who don't identify as that but that's um and I totally hear that I have no I don't want to speak on that experience though because I don't know but I know for me and for a lot of cisgendered women that grow up in America maybe more than America in western culture um we feel a lot of shame around our sexuality and like that stems from religion and the way that women are portrayed in media and the objectification. I mean, I could we could go on and on about why, but it's just a common thing. Women feel ashamed of their sexuality. We're either a slut or a prude, and there's nothing in between for us to just kind of be ourselves, right? And so for me, there's that, but then on top of it, because of my past abuse that I went through, I felt deeply broken I was like oh like I have this like damaged goods mark on me and I am super messed up and my story was because I went through that abuse I do not experience like pleasure sex sexual feelings in a quote-unquote normal way whatever the fuck normal is exactly nothing there's no normal is what I'm learning right but my whole life I was like I am broken Mm. and I can't let any guy find out because at growing up like with our culture you kind of like want to feel sexually uh What's the word? Like, you want to feel like guys want you. Mm-hmm. Desired. And desired, yeah. And why would anyone want someone that's broken mm-hmm. when there's like plen- plenty of, like, toys that aren't broken? Right. But me, I'm messed up. So why would anyone want me? And objectifying so, yourself. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. For attention. Yeah. So I, like, just covered that feeling up in shame of, like, well, then I can't let anyone find out how messed up I am because then no one will want to be with me. And that would be the ultimate rejection. And I do not belong. And I am as broken as I thought I was. So that's where my shame comes up for me. And I'm just like really peeling back the layers of it right now. And what's really interesting, it's like there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. No. You just had a different experience. And that's a hurdle that you have to get over. Just like I have a different experience. It's a hurdle I have to get over. And it does not make us broken or bad or damaged or incapable of a certain human experience i i 
I want to kill that voice in your head. Me too. I want to take it out back to the back 40. Dang. I know. I want to have a, a moment with it. No, because it's really interesting. Women are told in order to be lovable or desired Valuable. by men or women or whatever, I mean, it, it's sexually, mo- sexually right. to You have to be a certain way. Yeah. And if you don't fit the mold, we don't know what to do with you. And therefore, can you just go to the side, please, and make room for all the girls that are normal normal and are, you know, whatever, thin and blonde or whatever we imagine in our head to be normal. Or what's been told to us is normal. Absolutely. Yeah. We're not imagining this stuff. No. We got these ideas from somewhere. I know. I know. We really did. But I really, like, I mean, I, I think that I just... I want you to know that, like, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just a hurdle. Mm-hmm. And the more you talk about it, the more you, I think, I mean, for me, I could say the more I talk about it, the easier it gets. Yeah. There's not as much shame when you talk about it. Totally. With someone you trust. Yeah. 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 And also, I want to say for you guys listening, like, if you, if any girl I know we have like a lot of younger listeners if any of you guys feel like everyone is experiencing like puberty and coming into your sexuality as a woman and like all that stuff differently than you are I I don't think it's true I didn't get my period until I was 15 yeah every everyone has a different experience I was so everyone was getting their periods at 12 13 getting boobs I didn't start I didn't get a bra with underwire until ninth grade. Yeah. Like October or November. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> but I remember, like, came home from, and I had little, like, buds popping out. Yeah, I remember that and, moment, And too. I was like, Mom, I need to go get a bra. Yeah. And she was like, okay. Oh, my God. I remember shopping for my first bra, and my mom, I was in the dressing room, and I heard my mom go, it's her first bra. Oh, my God. And the lady was like, oh, my God, congratulations. Ugh. But, you know, but I was, I'm just saying, um, this whole narrative of the way that you're supposed to be in order to be desired by men, women, whatever, in order to be desired sexually, that narrative is bullshit. You don't need to be anything but yourself in order to be worthy of desire. I think also it takes me back to who do I want to hang out with. And if I... Met me, would I want to hang out with me? And I was thinking a lot today. I took a walk before a recording and I was thinking, what about myself would I like to change? And what about other people annoys me? And it's the same thing. It's oh my a, God, shame is the biggest mirror. It is the biggest mirror. Whenever I meet somebody who is obsessed with their looks or, <laughs> or, or is incredibly vain, I get very annoyed. Like, I'm like, get over it. The world does not revolve around. I get judgy. I'm like, the world does not revolve around you and your eyebrows. Like, no one cares. And that is exactly what I don't like about myself. That you care so much. That there's vanity in my life. So smart, Mari. I know. It was really interesting. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, okay, I think that to piggyback on what you were saying, what do you want to hang out with? Do you want to hang out with somebody who doesn't care, who can just wear, you know, whatever they want, feel comfortable, and are doing it for them? Or do you want to hang out with somebody who's, like, so hyper-aware of their body? And it's, I don't, that's exhausting. Yeah, totally. 
If you don't want to shave your legs, don't shave your legs. No. The, oh, God. It's just now this is turning into like a feminist rant for me. Like, you guys, I want the next generation. I shouldn't have brought up hair. <laughs> <laughs> that always gets her going. I love leg hair. <laughs> um, but like, I just like the next generation. I just want girls to grow up realizing and deeply feeling that you have more to offer to this world than being pretty. Like your soul value does not lie in other people approving of you sexually or approving of you physically. That is so annoying. Men grow up being taught that in order to be valuable and to be a winner. In and this is not all men. I just no, want to gen- no. not generalize, but this has been an experience we've observed. Yeah, and 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 things that I've heard and read is like just in general, men are kind of more brought up with accomplishment as their main source of self-worth right absolutely or how much money you can make yeah income status like job whatever sexual performance Uh, they have their own set of shame problems yep accomplishments and female uh identifying people kind of grow up more in the realm of it's not so much what I accomplish that gives me worth while that is nice what really gives me my deep worth is if someone wants to have sex with me or marry me right or or marry me yep if I am desired by men therefore I'm valuable and I deserve a seat at the table and that is like absolutely that's been my experience bullshit and also just like you know the whole thing of like you don't if you only are nice to women that you find attractive you don't actually respect women right it's just like and there's shame in like if you feel like you don't fit the mold which spoiler alert nobody feels like they fit the mold like you can ask a supermodel the hottest people in the world and they're like no i don't believe it or not i was listening to even a uh interview on armchair expert um and and dax was interviewing jason bateman and he was like oh do you feel like you're good like that you like got to the mountaintop and you can get any job and he was like no hell no like you don't get there you can be the career superstar that you want to be the supermodel you want to be you can starve yourself to that size you can change your lips change your nose which if that makes you happy like if that really makes you happy do it I'm not against that but it's gonna like you're still gonna be yourself and you have to look at yourself in the mirror and to truly dig deep into what you bring to the world apart from your looks is where the self-esteem is yep and that's what I'm attracted to in other people is people who bring light into the world and intelligence and knowledge and charisma and courage those are the people that I want to be around Mm-hmm. Not the people who stand in front of the mirror and pinch their fat until they bruise. Yeah. Which I have done. Yeah. I don't like that. I know. That's sad. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. Mm. I got kind of off topic, but if there's anyone out there that's like in high school, in college, and you just feel like you're on the outside looking in, you're not. You're really not. Everyone feels like that. Everyone feels like there's something about them that they have to prove uh, that they have to prove that they're worthy. And 
we do not have to prove that. We really and don't. And TV is not an accurate representation of people. Nope. And I really want to really hammer that home because I had so much shame that I didn't look like Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. They, like many, 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 many others, and I just want to say, because I'm on TV, there is a wardrobe person. You're dressed. There's somebody to separate expert to do your hair, an expert to do your makeup, somebody who will pluck your eyebrows if there's a stray hair, somebody who comes up to you between takes and adjusts a hair if it's in the wrong place. There's an expert lighting. We would all look like that if we had that team. Every day. yeah. Like, expert lighting, expert camera. Like, the, this is not a coincidence that they all look like that. It's not like they're rolling out of bed and they're, like, DIYing it. Yeah. So I just, you know, when you see those paparazzi pictures and it's like how they actually look and then you see them on camera, like, I just really want to remind everyone, like, around award shows or anything, Instagram is a very good DIY of, like, filters and it just, I know for me, I get into the comparison, I don't look like that, and then there's the shame of, like, I'm wrong, I don't look like that, I'm not good enough, I'm not doing enough, I didn't exercise enough. I'm not disciplined enough. Yeah. But when you can truly look at TV, magazines, film, anything, TikTok. Now, I don't think there's a lot of tweaking on TikTok. Is there? Actually, there is. I saw this um, app that literally, it's so weird. It can make your waist, it's on a video, it can make your waist smaller and your hips bigger. And your boobs bigger. Whoa. It's so weird. Like, what world Trying do we... Trying to look like Kim Kardashian on TikTok. What if I did that? You'd be like, what are you doing? You look stupid. But then it, like, makes your hand look all big. <laughs> it's just like... But I don't... I don't judge the people that use that because the reason... I do. No, because... no, 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 I really don't. <laughs> Whatever the makes re- you happy. No, because the reason that people use that is because they feel like they have to. Because to they... keep up with the Joneses. And to feel like worthy. And it's just, it goes back to... It, it really just... does. And the same with sexual abuse. Like, it's definitely portrayed in the media a certain way. Mm, totally. And if it is not that way, if it's you know, like a creepy uncle or what, whoever's in your life or a cousin, a neighbor. Even a look. Even a look that makes you uncomfortable. A look, something, you know, where someone does something and you're like, that didn't sit right. That's enough. Yep. To talk to someone, to tell someone. It's not you that's the problem. It's a lot of it is our messaging and who I feel like we're getting... We're kinda, getting really we're heated. We're getting really heated. It just got really hot in here. But I just really like... That's something that I really want to hammer home. Representation. Representation matters. Yeah. And I talked to my therapist this morning. My therapist. My therapist. I t- shout out to Meg. Hey I I love her so much. I um I was just talking about representation today and like how just how important it is and she was like, "So what if you like shrunk your body down to whatever size?" Like, is that good for people to see? And I was like, no, because that's not my natural body. And if I'm struggling losing color in my face, not a real, like, I'm hungry all the time. I'm grouchy. I am not, you know, I feel like I'm wrong. 
and that's my way of controlling it. Mm-hmm. And then I put that on screen. That's irresponsible. It is. And it's also perpetuating the exact system that got you here now. Right. That and made you feel I, I don't want my generation, the next generation, anyone to see that and be like, oh, I want to do that. Because no, what you want is a full life. And to enjoy your life. Let's, and to love yourself the way you are. Let's talk about solutions. Okay. I also want to add in one of, I was, we were uh, DMing with one of you guys and we were talking about how that quote that's like, in a world that profits off of you not liking yourself, self-love is an act of rebellion. And so if that helps sometimes, I know it helps me is just to be like, uh, Mari and I were saying, our mantra is going to be not today. And just rebel against all the messaging that's been fed to us to make us feel ashamed of who we are. And therefore, they (laughs) got really Southern. Whoa. And therefore, buy products to fix it. And um, what Brené Brown said that there was a study where, how many times, this should be like a drinking game. Every time I say Brené Brown, you should take a shot. Um, But she said there was a study where they found that if every, uh, woman in western culture stopped caring about what she looked like for one week like billion dollar industries would collapse they profit solely off of us feeling bad about ourselves so the fact that we feel bad about ourselves in all of these ways and ashamed of the way that we are naturally is not by coincidence it is by design it is on purpose and it is Time to rebel, ladies and gentlemen. I think too, going back to <laughs> going back to um what you going back to uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um going back to like judging others. Mm. I think um Brene Brown has a quote that says we judge people in areas where we're vulnerable to shame. Mm. So maybe that's a good, if you don't really know, because I know for me, when I first started reading about shame, I didn't really understand how it affected me personally. So if you're struggling to relate to this, think about areas where you really judge people. Yeah. Like what, what do you find yourself judging the most? And then be like, oh, that's my issue. That's how to identify. So that's number one. Identify your shame. Identify the shame by either talking about it with a friend and opening up. Or by seeing what you judge in other people. And write it down. They're, they're called shame gremlins. Yeah. And you just make a list. These are my shame gremlins. And they try to sneak out to make me feel bad. <laughs> sneak out. <laughs> they're sneak. like <laughs> breaking curfew. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Number two is when the shame percolates and when you feel that panic or the I am wrong need to self-protect or or you feel vulnerably messy you feel like you're risking your safety your emotional safety you feel like if you tell someone they're not going to love you take contrary action and tell someone you trust somebody that has earned your trust earned your trust either you can either write it down in a letter journal I mean I think that's my number three is journal what's yours my number three Mm. well a (laughs) what's your number three I don't know I have a one and two (laughs) 
Um, well, let's just well, let's make a cohesive list. So it's number one. <sighs> bitch, all these rules. <laughs> well, Mari, without rules, where would we be? Oh, <laughs> I love when my quarter Japanese comes out. <laughs> um, so like number one, try to identify your shame gremlins. Number two, what were you saying? I was listening. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe the number two is to journal. Journal. Before you talk to someone. Oh, right, right, right. So journal it out. Journal out like the things that you feel ashamed of that you feel make you wrong as a human on a fundamental level the deep basement things that you think you're the only one yeah and then number three find somebody that you trust i feel like we have the same steps in most episodes but they do work find somebody that has earned your trust and just be like hey i am like deep in a shame spiral right now can i just like spill it out to you and just tell them and if you have somebody that is opening up to you about them they don't need you to deny their experience they don't need you to say no you're beautiful don't worry about it that's not what we need in those moments we need someone to be like yeah I get it I felt the exact same way makes sense it makes total sense how you feel if we share our story with someone who responds with empathy and understanding, shame can't survive. Wait, say that Brene again? Brown. I'm his quote master over here. <laughs> I'm the quote master. <laughs> I master the quotes. Okay, what's your quote? Sorry. <laughs> if we share our story with someone who responds with empathy and understanding, shame can't survive. Oh, so if we're like, if I tell you like, yeah, Marie, I just feel like there's something so wrong with me, like sexually and you're like oh yeah i get why you would feel like that i'm like that makes total sense yeah that's a real thing it's a real thing but it also doesn't mean that it's true yeah it's a feeling and feelings are not facts yes they are meg told me that today i was like you sure it would just be so much easier feels like a fact (laughs) right now but she said feelings aren't facts it's true so share it with somebody that you trust and can give you that empathy because according to Brené Brown, shame researcher, it cannot survive in an atmosphere of empathy. Right. And then um number 4 I think is learn to get comfortable with being vulnerable. Oh, I hate that you said that. That's so annoying. Isn't that a good one? No. I just came up with it right it's now. It's so crazy. <laughs> like get uncomfortable, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. Learn to get. It makes me mad because it it's, makes me mad. it's so hard. It's so no, hard. I know it's the worst. But like, like I don't want to be uncomfortable. I I know, but what a beautiful world if we all can kind of just like here she goes sitting on her log again, wisping away her if heavies. We just really get in touch oh, with our essence, our true divine. Get the crystals. <laughs> no, but like, um, if you can get comfortable with. Being vulnerable, I think you're less likely to attach shame to your vulnerability. Yeah, I agree. So, like, I certainly have felt less shame as I talk about it with you. Yeah. And then the more you talk about it, the less vulnerable it feels. Yep. Like, I didn't tell anyone that I was abused for like, uh, like 12 years. I literally did not tell a soul. I did not even tell my diary. Like, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't even tell myself. (laughs) It's like a secret from me. And now I'm talking about it on a podcast. And so that definitely has removed a lot of shame of it for me. It's extremely vulnerable to talk about. I still feel, even though I know I shouldn't, I still feel, like, embarrassed by it. Like, I did something wrong. But 
I'm I know that's not true and I'm okay with the uncomfortability because it's helping me remove the shame around it so learn to get comfortable with being vulnerable and oh number five what do you think I think gratitude oh what do you think is that good yeah I love that swag (laughs) dude that's so dope attitude of gratitude bruh no, Brene Brown says you can't have an attitude of gratitude. You need to have a practice of gratitude. Oh, Jesus. She's like, that's like saying, like, I have an attitude of yoga. It's like, yeah, but do you go do yoga? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think gratitude will bring you out of almost anything. And if that means pulling up notes on your phone or writing a text to a friend, five things I'm grateful for right here, right now. It's maybe sounds woo-woo or it sounds crazy. No, it doesn't. It sounds like science. It sounds like America. <laughs> but oh, I wish. <laughs> I know. But I just, I think that that's, that's really great. Some gratitude. Wow. Okay, well. I really <sighs> hope this helped you guys. Me too. I know that this topic is like kind of. It's new, I feel like, in the self-help world, so it feels, like, a little elusive, to me at least, until I started to really realize, like, oh, like, I'm so defensive about this stuff. Why? Uh-huh. Oh, that's why. Because I have shame around it. Because I have shame, and it makes me feel broken, and if anyone finds out I'm broken, they're going to dip, and that sucks. So if you have anything that you feel like very defensive or judgmental of or just any of those like quick emotions, it's like look at yourself and you probably have something going on inside personally that has a lot of shame wrapped around it. And we all have shame. There's no escaping it. If you are a human, you're going to have it. And let's talk about it and be vulnerable about it and let's be uncomfortable Because the more that we do that, the less it'll control our lives. Amen to that, sister. Ah, yeah. High five. And DM us. We love you guys. We miss you guys. We love you guys so much. I think we're going to um, actually. Don't say it, Natasha. Don't say it. I think we're gonna. I can't think of a joke. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I was gonna say I think I think we might switch our format over to doing episodes every other Monday for a little while. Yeah, see how that goes with you guys. Because we just feel like we want to give the best content, and it it it's we feel like we do a better job when it feels like a genuine, authentic experience that we're going through, and you know we run out of experiences every (laughs) single week. We just think that we'll like our cups will be filled and we really want to practice what we preach. Yes. We really want to stay thorough and stay in our self-help and and we really want to provide you guys a little insight and um, we want to do that by practicing what we Off preach. Of our own experience. And we love you guys and we thank so you much. so I love much you guys for so listening. Much. Like it's really cool to be able to share experience with such a bomb community like our fans and everyone listening. And I really hope so cool. one day we can meet you guys. I really do love you. I know. I love you guys too. And thank you also for all the feedback and teaching us about new words and new language around sex and gender. We're always wanting to learn and listen and we love 
everybody in every community. So there's no exclusivity. We want to learn. We want to make everyone feel comfortable. And we do not want to deny anyone's experience of feeling excluded. Like that's a very real thing that happens in our culture. And we're very sorry if we ever made anyone feel like that. Yeah. So we're here for you. We love you. Let us help on three. Okay. One, two, three. Let us help. Shit show.